Welcome back to Culture Shock. This is the second episode of 2024, and things just keep getting weirder. First story for you. I'm going to jump right into it. Open-ended question here. What is going on with airplanes lately? First, we have doors and windows literally ripping off the side of the plane. Planes that are grounded for loose bolts now. We have people screaming. Remember this video? That MFR back there is not real. And now, now we have diversity hires for people who are in charge of our air travel. Now, what does that mean? Let me explain to you. The Federal Aviation Administration, the FAA, their new diversity push includes focusing on hiring people with severe intellectual and psychiatric disabilities. Why? Well, because people with these severe disabilities are the most underrepresented group of the federal workforce. Some of the targeted disabilities that they're looking to hire include, but are not limited to, hearing impairs, vision impairs, missing extremities, partial paralysis, complete paralysis, epilepsy, severe intellectual disabilities, psychiatric disabilities, and dwarfism. Okay, where do I begin? I'll tell you where I be- I began by, I did a little research to see what the medical requirements are for someone who's an air traffic controller. Okay, shall we? This is from the FAA's website. All right. Personnel ordinarily assigned to an operating position, including those who have direct supervision of the specialists within the facility, must not use the type of drugs listed below within a 24-hour period, sedative-type drugs, tranquilizers, any drugs such as but not limited to antihypertensive agents, ulcer medications, and any other drug or medication likely to affect the alertness, judgment, vision, equilibrium, or state of consciousness. Okay, so are these rules going to change? That is my first question, because if we are allowing people with psychiatric disabilities to, you know, pretty much operate heavy machinery, direct airplanes, are these rules changing? Can people now be sedated while directing air traffic, like a result from many anti-anxiety drugs, psychiatric drugs? Are these changing? The answer is probably yes, if I had to guess. You want to know why? Because hiring based on merit is now outdated. The CEO of United Airlines literally said that he takes race and gender into account when it comes to hiring. He also says that there are too many white men in the industry. Listen to this. How is diversity and diversity targets working into the Aviator Academy? We have committed that 50% of the class of, of the classes will be women or people of color. Uh, today, only 19% of our pilots at United Airlines are women or people of color. And by the way, from all the data I've seen, that's the highest of any airline in the country. White males don't just dominate in the cockpits, also in the C-suite at United Airlines. Well, look, at United, I'm proud of the diversity that we actually have in our our C-suite. I think if you look around corporate America... Correct me if I'm saying, though, so this was just based off your website, the people you list as executives, but out of 11 people, three are women. I believe one is a person of color. Um, That's correct. Um, But, you know, in corporate America, I think, you know... That's a low bar. How do you raise your own bar? Well, a lot of this is, you know, focusing on it. We have uh, programs to one of the things we do is for every job when we do an interview, we require women and people of color to be involved in in the interview process, bringing people in early in their careers um, as well. I thought it might be interesting to add that the CEO of United Airlines is also a drag queen. United CEO is a drag queen. So keep these videos and these pictures coming because when 
things just hit the fan, these videos are going to be wild when they are constantly resurfacing and being used as, like, evidence. We've gone way too far with this whole diversity is a good thing thing. It should not be applied when it comes to flying a plane or helping somebody land a plane. Nothing in the world sounds better to me than a male pilot going over the intercom sounding like one of those stereotypical dads who makes those dad jokes who slaps the plane before he gets on oh this bad boy is gonna take us real far today that brings me comfort that brings me joy that brings me relaxation you know what doesn't a person with a psychiatric disorder trying to land a plane that i'm on isn't that why we have like two pilots in case one gets sick drops dead or tries to crash the plane there's somebody there to like help that not happen help the situation i would prefer my aviation experts to be mentally stable. But merit doesn't matter anymore because we have transgender minority radicalists, all these activists who demand that people work in areas where they should not be working just so it looks good. Just so it looks good. Here's my thought. Why do professional sports teams not worry about hitting a diversity quota when it comes to their team? Because they want to win championships, be successful, win titles so badly they don't care about hi- about hiring for a diversity quota. But our so-called aviation experts and professionals do? This is the hill that they're going to die on. Literally speaking, the hill that people could die on. Can you imagine how stressful it is to already, like, be an air traffic controller? Not to mention adding in a layer of mental illness to situation. For those of you who watch Breaking Bad, you know exactly what I'm talking about. As if air travel is not chaotic enough... Then you have layers and layers and layers of your own stress on top of that. And you're controlling planes and helping people land and take off safely. But no, let's bring more chaos into it. Let's bring mental illness into it. Please. Please. This is the kind of stuff that will get people killed. But it's in the name, oh, it's in the name of an inclusive agenda. So it's fine. Get your mentally unwell, deaf-blind, manic-depressive pilot And let's see how it goes. These are the people that are so nervous to order at restaurants that they want to hire to direct air traffic control. It's fine. Everything's fine, except nothing is fine. The world is a joke. And next up, did you know that if you have house security cameras, you know, cameras on your home, and you catch a package thief, you are not allowed to post pictures or videos of their face if you're living in Canada. Yeah, Canadian police warns residents to not post videos of criminals stealing packages from their home. Listen to this. You cannot post the images yourself uh, because you have to remember that in Canada we have a presumption of innocence. And posting that picture could be a violation of private life. Instead, he says if anything is stolen, call 911. If you get some proof that somebody might have stolen something, then call the police give the proof to the police, and then we'll do the the investigation. We'll bring that person to justice and we'll file some charges. You cannot post the images. We have a presumption of innocence and posting that could be a violation of private life. Uh, If I'm catching you stealing my things, I don't think you're uh, presumed innocent anymore. Identifying criminals that are on your own property is now an invasion of the criminal's privacy? How is that a normal thing to say? If you don't want photos or videos of you taken, maybe, I don't know, get off of my porch, put my packages back, stop stealing my things, get your own Amazon Prime account. It's more of a crime in Canada to invade somebody's, you know, private life who's literally stealing from you 
than it actually is to steal from you. Because people's feelings matter, obviously, way more than actual crimes and criminal activity. Welcome to Canada, where caring more about criminals' identities than victims' property is mainstream. This tweet here says, just send it to someone in the U.S. to post on your behalf. Okay, true, and that's funny, but how long until this mindset is brought to the U.S.? It, like, might be already. Who knows if this hasn't been said somewhere in, like, local communities to not post these videos and these pictures. How long until this comes to the U.S. and this is a thing here? And I love a good New York City school story, if you know me. Have you heard of the Wheel of Identity? Yeah, diversity boot camps for New York City schools are training teachers on which of their students are oppressed and which are the oppressors based on this wheel here. The Wheel of Identity teaches teachers that the oppressors and people of power, as they call it, are the following list of characteristics. Slim. If you're white. If you're an English speaker. If you're a citizen. If you are heterosexual. If you own property. If you're a cisgender man. And if you're mentally robust. So these teachers are going to tell children and incorporate these ideas into lessons that if you're an athletic white kid from a good family, you're a problem and you're a threat and you're a danger. Here are some of the qualifications to be considered a marginalized individual who should fear these oppressors. If you're fat, if you're homeless, if you're a lesbian, if you're disabled, undocumented, transgender, poor, that sounds like the hiring criteria for air traffic controllers and pilots nowadays. Remember when Democrats tried to convince us that they weren't pushing critical race theory in schools? Diversity, equity, and inclusion is the biggest scam on earth. Almost as much as identifying as a non-binary person. People with DEI in your job title, you're a loser. Teaching that one kid is less than another kid because of their skin color, what year is it? What year is it? And I always like to round out these episodes with some type of weirdos from the internet. I've received a number of Instagram DMs and comments saying to keep these segments and these videos up and that you guys like them. So we'll, I'll keep them up for as long as these comments and these thoughts keep coming in. I like doing them. I'm glad that you guys like watching them and listening to them. We'll just jump right into a man who has tried to get waiters fired for misgendering him. You probably know who I'm talking about. I've covered this man before. A dude who tries to get waiters fired for misgendering him is now explaining bottom surgeries to children on TikTok. Listen to this. I am finally getting my banana split later this year. I talked to my surgeon on the phone and this is how he's going to do it. Step one is, of course, to split the banana. Inside the banana, we find a small tube of red licorice. You know this tube. It's the one that transports caramel sauce and frosting. We're actually going to shorten this tube and I will show you why later. Next up, we're going to move our way back to the ice cream bag that is holding the two maraschino cherries and we're going to remove them. I already had mine removed last year, but if I hadn't, they'd be removed now. Next up, we're going to remove the innards from the banana so that it's basically just a hollow tube. Now that we have our tube, we need to flip it 
inside. The inside will be played by this butternut squash. As you can see, the tube of licorice that we cut is right here. You can see why we wanted it about this short. In order to flip our banana tube inside of the butternut squash, we must first make room in the butternut squash. So let's make some space. There we go. Finally, we can flip our banana tube inside of the butternut squash and let it heal. Healing can take up to a year, but really I'll be on my feet after a few months. And yes, this is very messy, but it's also very worth it. Any man who dresses like a little girl and tries to explain bottom surgeries to children is a man who should not be around children. I was reading the comments on this video. There's an entire Reddit thread about how awful this person is. And the best part is that the people commenting about this Reddit thread are literal transgender activists who are saying, like, this mm, this is a little weird. This guy, this well, they're calling this guy a lady, her, whatever. But they're saying that he's a weirdo and how creepy he's being. One user said she definitely, we'll just forgive that, she definitely has a fascination with being a girl, not a woman, a girl. She dresses like a toddler. It's very odd, and her thank yous are, complete, are completely disingenuous. It's gross. This is the type of content that children are exposed to on TikTok. And the creeps are trying to disguise it as, oh, necessary uh, life-saving medical procedures for children. This is very important information you have to hear. No, there's nothing life-saving about teaching children about chopping something off because you want to pretend you have something else. This person, this guy, makes money online from these types of videos. And also, he makes money from going live on TikTok where he can accept, like, electronic monetary gifts that are, like, then converted into, like, actual, like, money. All of which, the people who are watching these, there's, like, no age limit. Like, TikTok's not, you know, cracking down on an age limit. They're, that, do you think China's worried about that? No. This is the same man who would record himself ordering food at restaurants and would also catch waiters misgendering him, calling him sir, rightfully so, and then get them in trouble for not calling him a lady. These children who are spending hours on TikTok could come across this man wanting to teach children the procedure for chopping off your something and how wanting female parts when you're a man is normal and also how to blame other people for your own delusion and how it's somehow their fault. It's 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 scary. And, and speaking of scary, I have another video here of a non-binary person, which is just okay. A non-binary person who explains it. She feels all or nothing when it comes to gender. All or nothing. Listen to this. I want to try to define my gender, but it's really hard in 60 seconds, so I'm going to talk really fast. I'm gender fluid, and here's how that works for me. Most of the time, I'm one of two, like, modes or mindsets. Most of the time, I am this weird amalgamation of, like, genders and vibes and essence and just being that I literally cannot define. I don't know. You're just going to have to take my word for it. It's like the universe. It's, like, ever-flowing. There's, like sparkles and it's just like it it changes over time and it moves through each other and it's never it's never one thing and then other like majority of the time I'm just a void like there's nothing there it, it there's just an absence and I don't know how else to describe it so either everything or nothing those are the two that I'm usually in but then every once in a while and I don't know where it comes from but I'll just be thrust back into a binary I'll just be sitting there chilling enjoying my life and then all of a sudden I'm a man like, who asked? Or a woman? 
Since when? What's, what's really sad is that these these people are immature, oftentimes very young. Like I would say high school, college age. The people who haven't really comprehended that you can have mood changes, who you are as a person can develop and change. And that mood changes and growing up or changing doesn't mean like changing your gender. Does that make sense? Like a change in mood does not indicate a change in your gender. You don't need drugs when you're experiencing like the normal mood swings, having your interests change. You don't feel the same mood every day. I don't feel the same mood every day. But every time I'm in a bad mood, I don't think, you know what would fix this? Becoming a guy. Or like when I'm sad, you know, oh, you know what would change, what would make me feel better? If I identify as a non-binary person. And these children who, like I said before, on TikTok, who are online, who are Seeing these videos where these mentally ill, unstable people are posting them for the world to see, these children, these young people, young adults are coming across them, and they're being, they're naive, and they're, they're being influenced, and not in a, in a good way, not toward good things. And it's a shame that we have people in Gen Z and, you know, the younger generation being raised on these viral videos like, like these, thinking that every time someone's going through a funk, it means that you or we're born in the wrong body, and that you're not just going through a funk, you're not just going through a rough patch. No, it means that you need to make a life-altering health decision to feel better, when in reality that's not usually the case, and it usually doesn't make you feel better. It just makes things that far more complicated. And these videos are at their fingertips, and I'm just hoping, like literally praying, that sooner rather than later, more younger people start laughing at these videos, you know, like we are, like a lot of you guys are with me, rather than making this type of video their religion and what they idolize. And what's wild to me is that there are still so many people who are arguing that kids are not being indoctrinated by this online. Like there's still a group of people who are arguing that, just like there's still a group of people who are arguing, you know, that critical race theory and gender theory aren't being pushed into schools. But then we have videos like the one I'm about to show you, where these activists are announcing that they're trying to push transgender ideology on children. Teachers, too. Listen to this video. Hey, TikTok. Just wanted to let you know that I am pushing my gay agenda on everybody. If I get a chance to talk to your children, I will turn them trans. And I'm also promoting obesity. Have a gay, fat, trans day. Like, are, they, are those horns sticking out of her head? They're not even trying to hide it anymore. That pretty much just explains, like, society when it comes to pushing this ideology on children. Unhappy adults are trying to make children unhappy because they were unhappy. These are the type of people who should be kept far, far, far away from children. They're teachers in schools. They're, they're professors in, col in colleges. They're working with young children on a daily basis. They're the ones who are filming these videos and posting them on TikTok where your children who are bored at home are scrolling and seeing... They're trying to normalize mental illness, and that's demonic. That's evil. It's not something that should be normalized. And this is exactly why parents, I think, are reevaluating a lot of public schools. They're reevaluating if their children should be homeschooled because these are the people that are out there in the world who are affecting children on a daily basis. That is all I have for you this time. Thank you guys so much for listening, or if you're watching this, thank you for watching. Um, be sure to follow me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Hey It's Lens with there, this side. Hey It's Lens with three S's. We'll talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye.